Yo, this is Evil the Any Star, the host of the Dionys Podcast. Today is Saturday. Trade deadline was Thursday at 3 p.m. So we got to go back in time right now to witness my initial reaction for the aftermath of this trade deadline. Like once again, you know, we didn't do anything. And was it good or was it bad? Well, you want to know my reaction? Here it goes. Just waking up in the morning, got a thing James. I don't know, but today seems kind of strange. No rumors in the blogs, no vlogs. And Bonnie making tweets with no pawns. I got my tweet on, but didn't wig out. Finally got to work, feeling sick, wanna call out. Got my assignment as soon as I signed on. Hoping I would get a chance to use my phone. I gotta go, cause I need a place to charge up. And if I can't do it, I can see my balls drop. Had to stop, get my head right, refreshing out from blue ever moving in sight, and everything is alright. Reading tweets from Woj, and he's been up all night. Called up the homies, and I'm asking y'all, which trade do y'all think the Knicks would call? We got DSJ and he's trouble. Last week, fucked around and got a triple double. Freaking brothers every way, like KJ. Can't believe it, today was a good day. Yep, that's how I'm giving it up. If you think it's corny, let me know. I love feedback. I live for feedback, actually, man. Anyway, man, that was my reaction to the trade deadline. I'm kind of glad we didn't do anything because we could have did a lot. There was a lot of rumors. Anything that we could think of, they could think of also. And, you know, I just don't want you guys to always put so much emphasis in these reporters and, and these GMs. These guys really don't know what they're doing. Like, um... For instance, Elton Brand, he just got the job, came out of nowhere. No experience in, in um, managing basketball. He was doing movies before he started doing that type of stuff. So, um, you know, he, he's actually putting on a clinic, all these trades that he's been doing with um, to make Philly better. You know, picking up um, Jimmy Butler early on in the year, and then now he got um, Tobias Harris and basically gave away nobody. So kudos to him. But then you got other guys, too, like the Chicago Bulls. What was the Chicago Bulls thinking about trading for Otto Porter? Now, you could say Otto Porter is, like, the ultimate 3 and D guy. But 3 and D guys don't get paid $27, 28000000 million. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, uh, almost $60 million for the next two years. So a rebuilding team that's just as bad as the Knicks and looking to get a high draft pick, you know, you don't um, add to the team by adding a guy like Otto Porter. It's not like they traded for, um, you know, like, Melo in his prime. Otto Porter is essentially a 3 and D guy. You know, he's not he's not going to give you a whole bunch of points and you can't give him the ball and tell him to to like win you a game. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, whatever. Just just be thankful for the, um, the GMs that we have. You know, Steve Mills is the president. Scott Perry is the GM. Thank God that we have these guys and all the other guys in the office. Thank God we have them because they're clearly in charge because, you know, after this um, Dallas trade, you know, from what we did and then also the, at the deadline, the rumors were that 
everyone was asking for Frank Nielakina, and we just would not give up Frank Nielakina. We weren't. We stood. Um, we stood tight with our things. We weren't going to give up any draft picks, and we weren't going to um, give up any of our young guys, within reason, I, I suppose. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't give up Frank. So all you guys that love Frank, y'all could um feel good about that because. You know, we're not, we're not giving away our guys. And also, too, I, I don't want to give away Frank either for nothing stupid, even though I've, I've, I've talked so much about Frank, you know, on this podcast, negative, most, mostly negative towards him. But I also don't want to give him up for nothing either, and I don't want to just throw him away. You know what I'm saying? So that was, that was good on our part to stand pat, you know, and not really, you know, panic. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know, it's all fun to, to think about moves and stuff. But um, I, you know, Otto Porter, I would never have thought they would have they would have been able to trade Otto Porter. I was thinking more Bradley Beal, because um, Bradley Beal right now, especially after this trade, he's dangling. So I had put on Instagram, you know, before the trade that that Bradley Beal should be the one to go. You know, they try, try to get somebody for him. So like the Knicks, we 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 definitely had have the uh, the pieces to get him. We have all of our draft picks and we have all of our young guys still. You know, so we could have put something together to get a Bradley Beal. But he ended up not going anywhere, so that's kind of dope. So we just got to see what happens with that. You know, but anyway, we, we, get, we, we stayed um, stayed still. We didn't do anything crazy. So just got just to give it up to our management. So that's basically my reaction. Yeah, once again, I hope you guys enjoyed that because I enjoyed making it. It took me a couple takes to do because, you know, I don't like I, like I tell you in a prior podcast. This kind of something. There's something about after Wednesday that like all hell breaks loose, and then all these things are, I have to do, and then it's just like hard to like get the time to um, sit down and, and and do a podcast properly. You know, with whatever effects and ideas and stuff that I have, I would have to just do it grilla style, like the way I did the um, the trade reaction um, podcast. So anyway, I'm gonna end the segment here. I'm gonna scoop off to the next one. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next segment. Yeah, so I want to talk about the new guys we got, Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan. Now, right off the bat, my man DSJ, I mean, he's the truth, man. I said it on Instagram, I'm saying it on Twitter as, as well. Uh, shout out to um, Instagram, Instagram, I'm Diehard Knicks Podcast, and on Twitter, I am Diehard Knicks PC. So check those out. Anyway, what I, what I basically said was that I'm, I'm completely sold on the kid. You know, just his skill set alone. Not you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be because of the points that he's been scoring and this and the other. Because he did have a big twenty-five point game, then he had a thirty-one point game, which was a career high. You know, not only does the points, he had six assists the first um, in that first game. He had thirty-one. Excuse me, he had um, eight assists in that thirty-one point game. So I mean, the kid is not not just um, you know scoring. He's also passing the ball too. And if you want to talk about defense, the kid is is um, becoming a knack of jumping in the passing lane. Especially like when the guy's making the um, simple pass across court, whatever. He um he's you know easy sliding in and just slapping the ball and he's flying and then you can't stop him in open court. He's gonna fucking dunk it. You know two you know a couple um steps and he's already at the rim. And uh, the people behind him they know he's gonna bang it, so they don't want to be part of no poster, so they don't chase him. So I mean that's another dynamic, you know, to what we bring. Now the last game against Toronto, he had a bad shooting night. I think he had, I think he was like four for seventeen. But when you have a, a player that like that, especially if there's not enough talent around to pass to, you're gonna get nice. Um, the, you're gonna be four or seventeen. But um, the emphasis should be on what is he doing everywhere else? Is he rebounding? Is he passing the ball? You know, is he like getting? If he's playing defense, the answer is yes. He was still getting out in the passing lanes. He still was playing defense, and um, he still was trying to pass the ball. 
There was a couple um, passes that um, guys messed up, or you know, just didn't just didn't make the right play, or just wouldn't shoot it when he when he gave it to them. You know what I'm saying? So those those are things I just um, want you guys to um, to watch. And then just number one also, my man DeAndre Jordan. Now you're coming into the league. I did not think DeAndre Jordan was a good player. When he's with um, the Clippers, you know, in Lob City and all that, I thought he was trash. You know, I thought he was kind of soft. You know, he didn't have any moves. He was just a, a run and jumper. And, yeah, Chris Paul had passed him the ball. So it's kind of, like, hard to give him credit for stuff. But just watching how he um, goes about his business, um, and since he's been a Nick from, from um, day one, you know, he's um he's basically playing the way that we expected um, Joe Kim Noah to play when he first got here. You know, they basically got the same type of game. You know, they run the floor, they rebound. Now DeAndre's passing the ball. He's actually, you can give him the ball. He may not be able to make the um make the move to score the same way, just like Joe, Joe King. But um, he will make the pass. And there's been a couple times, too, especially that game when he had 31 points. He found um, Dennis Smith Jr. a few times where he um, drove the lane and was able to dunk the basketball. So that's something to watch out for, too. You know, so DeAndre Jordan, the leadership that he's bringing to the um, to the club, is um awesome. So it's really, really, you know, you really got to sit back and just appreciate what's happening, man, because the pieces are coming. You know, we're you know who who would have thought we would we'd have, we would have gotten DeAndre Jordan? A lot of guys wanted to sign him when um he went to Dallas the first time, and we wanted to trade for him. A bunch of bunch of times that the um Knicks fans were talking about him when he was available. Like I said, I wasn't one of those guys. I was against him, but now that he's here. I totally appreciate it, and we have, you know, Mitchell Robinson coming up behind him, so he's like the perfect person to have teaching, and he obviously embraced it, because out of all the guys that we got, he was the only one that didn't ask for a buyout. He wants to stay here. Now, you know, everybody, you know, wants to um, get the limelight. He's a kind of like a free-spirited kind of guy. He likes to joke, and he likes the camera, you know, he likes that type of thing, so that's something to look forward to as well, you know, interacting with the fans and things of that nature. Because we had other players, you know, especially ones that recently got waived, that um, wanted to be sideshows and they wanted to people to love them um, and this, that, and the other. So DeAndre is going to be another one of those guys. So we'll just see how far that goes as far as his interaction with the media and, and the fans and stuff. Anyway, this is um, something great to watch. But uh, this Dennis Schiff Jr., uh, at this time, I do not want any part of um, Kyrie Irving. Now... If, say, Durant comes, Durant comes and they're in collusion with each other, him and Kyrie. So if they, if Durant comes, um, Kyrie comes, or, if, you know, if Kyrie doesn't come, Durant doesn't come, that type of thing. If that's the case, then we, we'll just sign both of them. And then we'll have um, Kyrie and Dennis Smith Jr. You know what I'm saying? And we can make our moves with that. Well, hopefully, if we do do that, that we give Kyrie an out so he can leave. Or we can get rid of him easily and then just keep this thing rolling. Because I think this kid, Deon, um, Dennis Smith Jr., really is going to be the truth, man. So, in my opinion, I really think that we should save our bread. And um, if we can get a Durant, get Durant. And then if we can get another player, hopefully like maybe like a shooting guard. Because we definitely need a shooting guard. And it, w- it would be kind of dope if we got Durant and um, Clay Thompson at the same time. Have them both on the team. Mixed in with, you know, DeAndre Jordan, re-signed. And then uh, Dennis Smith Jr. at the uh, point guard. And then I say Knox or whoever else you want to um, try to fit in at the, at the power four spot. And you got yourself a team there. You know what I'm saying? So it's not to look forward to. Just got to stay tuned with that. Now I want to talk about narratives here. Now, you know, before um, this big Dallas trade, the narrative was 
like the the Knicks had to move Cantor. You know, that was like the number one story. But um, you know, real fans and real people that follow teams, they know that the Knicks are trying to cut salary cap. You know, so but I mean the distract the big distracting big distraction that was Ennis Cantor. You know, that's all anybody want to talk about. We got the corny fans in the, in the arena chanting his name. And, you know, just got people saying, oh, we need to try to trade him and get a second round pick or whatever. Whatever fantasy, you know, immature, you know, mediocre, whatever you want to say, mindset that certain fans have, you know, this is ridiculous because when it came down to it, you know, the Knicks are, are already tanking to begin with. And we have certain contracts that are um, that are cutting into our cap speak for, for the next year. And um, we want to be players in, in the offseason that year. That's, that was always the case. So, you know, the writing on the, was on the wall for um, Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee barely played. He had, like, a neck injury, which probably was, like, overemphasized. And then he finally came back, and he played a little bit, and then they stopped playing him again. He wasn't hurt. You know, so it's like the writing on, was on the wall. They weren't going to play him. And then, like I said, Cantor's turn came. But Cantor's the only one that wanted to make a big deal about it. You know, Courtney Lee didn't say a word. And when they did ask him about it, he said, yo, I know what it is. I'm a veteran guy. It doesn't matter if I play or, or don't play. I'm here for the team, and if they keep me, they keep me. If they don't, they don't. I'm, I'm with whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that's the correct way to go go with it. Even if you feel that you need to be traded, like you want to be traded, maybe you tell your agent that, and maybe you tell your agent, yeah, and your agent will handle it with the front office. You don't just go to the media and start popping shit. And that's Cantor's problem, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad the dude is gone, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the trade deadline, I'm glad that we didn't do, like I said, with um Bradley Beal. Or even, even like Anthony Davis, you know. Thank God we didn't make those moves because we would have gave up, you know, assets and stuff like that. So, you know, we got to learn our lessons from the past, especially recently with the metal trade, trading half of our roster just to get one dude when we could have just waited. So we're doing the right thing. So when the summertime comes, like I, you know, like I said before, the Lakers and the Celtics might have shot themselves in the foot with all this garbage, and the Knicks might be able to just come in and swoop in and take whoever they want. Because, um, you know, when it, when it comes to the lottery, and we'll get into that. We still have plenty of time before the lottery. So if we get what, we, what we've been asking for with the lottery, as far as, you know, which is getting the number one pick and drafting Zion, then you could, you could take Zion and um, pack Jim to get um, Anthony Davis straight up. That's that's what it is right there. If, if um, the Knicks get the number one pick, then we're going to get Anthony Davis. Because I know, you know, people want to keep um, Zion, but you can't keep Zion and expect um, to get... Anthony Davis as well, because you have to look back. Who are we giving to New Orleans? Now, if we if we do have um Zion or the possibility of drafting Zion, like getting the number one pick, then um you know the Pelicans. That's something the Pelicans will want to do because they'll take um Zion of course, and that'll be their new star to um build their team around. And then in the meantime, we'll get Anthony Davis in his prime. And then if we get Anthony Davis in his prime via trade, then you know, we'll still have the money left over to um, sign a dude like Durant. So Anthony Davis and Durant mixed in with the guys that we already have. And you got this little ball club right there, man. And then especially veteran guys, they would love to come to the Knicks, especially if um, the top, you know, two of the top five best players in the NBA are on the same team. And they're both two selfish, two unselfish guys. And, you know, Durant's going to shoot it. And um, AD, he's going to, you know, do his thing on the inside. So it's like, a match made in heaven kind of it's unguardable really so if we were to get that then you could just like just sign us up for the finals fam and we see what happens so but we can't be greedy but um anyway i just want to stay on topic with this guy Cantor. 
Like, I'm, I'm glad that he's gone, but, you know, it's mostly because of, of his attitude, but, I mean, he's not doing, like, DeAndre Jordan, the way, the teaching and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, you know, outside of the camera or behind the scenes, maybe that might be the case, but um, whenever you look at shoot-arounds, there's always Cantor by himself. He's never with a young guy teaching him anything, you know what I'm saying? Whenever he's outside doing stuff, it's, he's never with, like, you know, anybody, you know, there's never really, like, a, a like, a visible impression that he's like putting on to anybody but as soon as DeAndre Jordan um popped up as a Nick or whatever you, you see him in practice with Mitchell Robinson you know what I'm saying you see him in the games interacting with um Noah Vinley you know you see these things but you did not see that with Cantor Cantor or you saw physically especially when um when they weren't playing him that he was like isolating himself on the bench and you know crying to the media you know what I'm saying so it's a new day now, man. We just like just hope that um everything could just continue in a positive way. And just say peace to um all the negative shit, man. Fuck it. Speaking of which, the point I was I was really trying to make with the whole narrative thing is that like like everyone was saying, you know, the the sports writers were writing like, Oh, the Knicks are running out of time trying to find a trade for a cancer and, and like the pressure's on now, you'd have like a couple days later, you know, can the Knicks do that? And then people say, Yo, I don't understand why the Knicks won't make the trade already. Why don't they just do that? Why don't they just do that? What are they doing? Come on guys, wake up. Like, really? You know, when you when you look at the comments and stuff like that, now I'm not really like a comment guy as far as like reading other people's nonsense, but sometimes, you know, like I'm trying to interact with people, I'm trying to get into the conversation. A lot of it be good. There's a lot of guys out there that I that I've met on the internet that we've been interacting, you know, pretty frequently, you know what I'm saying? And always in a positive way. So I really appreciate that. But you like you read other people's stuff in between the good stuff. It's like, yo, what is wrong with people, man? You didn't see the Dallas trade? Nobody saw that trade coming. Nobody saw that trade coming. Not one beat rider knew it was happening. And then as soon as um the trade goes down, you know, they have all those negative rumors about, oh, yeah, you know, he, they only did it in five minutes and they didn't even think about it. Like, come on, man. You really think that's the case? Of course, like, these guys have, like, um, a game plan or, or like, a, a war a war board or whatever the hell you want to say. You know, they, they know what's going on, man. You know, it's not things don't just happen by accident. You know what I'm saying? So when it came down to um, to this cancer deal, of course the, um, the Knicks were trying to do something. But it has, it has to be beneficial to the Knicks on our end. So, I mean... You know, they didn't make a trade, which is good. I explained that earlier. So, they ended up now, they ended up waving them. They waved them right away, almost immediately. You know what I'm saying? And I I kind of hoped that Wesley Matthews would have stayed, but um, he wanted to leave. You know what I'm saying? So, while I'm, while I'm here, Wesley Matthews, I don't really know where he's from, but I'm going to Google it now. Wesley Matthews. Where is he from? Uh, he's from, let me see. Well, he's from Texas. I was going to see if I could connect the dots with that. But um, they were saying that he was going to go to Indiana. I'm not sure if they if he actually went to Indiana. But, I mean, whatever, man. There's, there's a reason why he wanted to go to Indiana. So, the Knicks let him go. No big deal. And he didn't make a big stink about it. He didn't say, oh, I don't want to play for the Knicks or whatever. He could have. Like a player like um, Cantor might have done that if he came to the Knicks at the time. Like, oh, I don't want to go to that team. I want to go to a team that's going to help me win the championship. You know what I'm saying? So... He didn't do it unprofessionally. You know, Wesley Matthews, he's going to go just do what he do what he does. And he came in, and he could have, like, sat out and not played, but he did play. He got to play for the Knicks maybe, like, two games, and now he's just going to move on. Whatever, yo. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the way you should do. So I'm going to just leave a segment here because this is going to be just going on and on about the same dumb shit. So see you in the next segment. All right, well, I'm going to leave you here today. It's evil to any star. You know, it's been a been a real busy week, very, um... 
very stressful two weeks, especially for the for Knicks fans. Like last week we had that big Dallas trade, and then this week just the anticipation getting to this um, trade deadline. You know what I'm saying? But like the most important thing, you know, we just had to get better. We definitely got a better point guard prospect on the roster. We got a better teacher at center to help Mitch Robinson along with his game. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else is doing their thing. You know, you kind of wish that. You know, I guess you, I guess you could say Lance Thomas is helping out. Kevin Knox, at least you would hope, you know what I'm saying? So, a couple of other things, too, you know what I'm saying? I wish I wish we had, like, a decent power forward prospect. I guess you could say Noah Vonley, but he's too inconsistent. You know, so, we're going to see how that goes. Oh, this guy, um, what's the guy? The dude from um from the D-League, young dude. can't think of his freaking name. But um, he got called up, so quietly, as Kevin, he's been up here, but he's trash, though. But, you know, you hope that he can um show you something, and maybe he can, you know, get on get onto the like the onto the board the vision board as far as the young guys is concerned. Anyway, the most important thing out of this whole ordeal is that we didn't give up Frank Nilakina for nothing. You know, we need to just throw him away. He's gonna be here at least for next year because I mentioned before as well that um his uh he's he has like a, a team option in like like a year like after next year, I believe. So I mean if Frank doesn't doesn't do well then we'll just we'll end up end up giving him away probably next year if he doesn't uh, pan out or whatever. But like I said, we have another summer. We have another half of the year, really. And then you can add the summer. Then next year, depending on who we add and stuff like that, maybe things will work out well for that kid. At least that's the hope for everybody. But the main reason, the main thing, the absolute main thing when it comes to the Knicks right now, the most important thing, the most important thing, is that we got rid of Canton. And it's fucking Canton. He's too late. She gone. is gone. We don't not have to hear that guy popping shit after the games. We don't gotta hear him people chanting his name. It's like come on man. It's fucking gone, bro. It's gone. No more fucking bullshit. There's no no more crying in the game. No more fear with the fans popping shit. What's the move, man? We got our cap space. Things are looking up. No more bullshit. Gotta keep that same energy, man. No more bullshit. No more drama. No more arguing over the internet over dumb shit. It's all about the Knicks. To the forehead, tucking your thumb. Now, look in the mirror while you do that. I need you to stare at yourself and just say salute, peace, y'all. See you next time. And maybe I got some ideas for a podcast. I'm just really holding on to those to those bullets. But depending on what happens, I think I might end up dropping that shit next week. So we'll see. You know, maybe I might have another special guest that comes along with that. But in the meantime, 